America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org. Brushbeater Training and Consulting and brought to you wholly by the Gorilla's Guide to Baofeng Radio and the Gorilla's Guide to Signals Intelligence. Both bestsellers over on Amazon and you can pick it up at my store, Brushbeater.store. A lot of really cool stuff over there. With that said, I have a podcast today that I have absolutely been chomping at the bit Super excited to get kicked out there. Two guys in here who are on the absolute bleeding edge of the fight for your Second Amendment rights. You know them as the force behind Palmetto State Armory. Josiah and Cameron. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. Thanks for having Good. us, man. Appreciate Thanks. it. Good to be here. Sid, it is... Uh, it. Like, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, you know, gun nerding out right now. Um, last year, you know, we did our podcast last year before SHOT Show. We had so much fun, but there was a lot that y'all couldn't talk about. So this year we kind of retooled it a little bit. So, you know, let SHOT Show, let the dust settle from that. Everybody gets back, gets over their hangover and all that. Right, the stuff is out there. You guys have have literally burnt down the internet um, with the new designs that are coming out, some innovation that's coming out, some uh, familiar faces in terms of gun designs that are getting fresh updates and new takes on it, as well as uh, the legal fight for Second Amendment rights for all Americans. I think that 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 is huge. That is something that. Um, no gun company, you, you just don't see them doing it. You just don't, for a lot of reasons, you just don't see them doing it. But, you know, just like you said last year, and just like we've reiterated over and over and over again, you know, Palmetto State Armory is one company that doesn't just want to arm you. They want to ensure that you are free, right? And this is something that collectively, you know, the Second Amendment community, us shooters, the training community, Everybody who advocates and, and practices armed and prepared citizenry definitely needs to get behind those principles. So, you know, with that said, uh, man, I, I don't even know where to begin because y'all y'all are doing so many incredible things. I think just taking it from the top. The one thing that, that literally has broken the Internet, um, I'm fascinated by it. And I'm not even a big guy in, in the, the 3D printer world, 
But this is something that is so fascinating, and I think y'all are y'all are cutting into new territory here. Talk us through your new project, the 3D printer project. Um, what's going on with that? What your objective is with that? And and really just what the details are, man. Yeah, so uh, what you're talking about is what we're calling the X57. So um, that right there is, you know, a culmination of kind of like how we operate as a company. So like in December, we were texting back and forth. Like we've always talked about doing something unique and we were like, oh, let's call it the Boulder. Let's do like a bigger frame, like, you know, chassis style 5.7. And then we kind of just dialed it in like a month before SHOT Show and we're able to take those prototypes with us to SHOT Show. Um, but essentially what it is, is it, it's, it's it, we're calling it the X57. It's a 5.7 by 28 round. Um, it's based off of our Rock 5.7 platform. So it takes the same trigger, same magazine uh, release, same gut, same parts are all in the frame that would go into a Rock 5.7. So we're able to use a lot of the same components from our Rock 5.7 catalog that we currently use. And then the way we designed it is, is, you know, Hunter, our design engineer that was over this project, he's huge in the 3D printing stuff and, and knows the ins and outs of how to get it to work and, and the right way to do things. And so he was able to come up with a concept that we were able to take to SHOT Show and it shot and it runs great. Um, but essentially there's like a Rock 5.7 slide in the top part of the X5.7 um, that has a, a 5.7 barrel in it and a little barrel extension on the end of it to get it outside the frame of it. But one of the questions that we got asked a lot was, is is this a chassis for a 5.7 for your rock? And, and the answer is no. This is its own unique firearm. So the, the frame itself is like an elongated rock frame with an upper part that has the slide and the mechanisms of the slide inside of it. So that way it operates like a rock 5.7, but it's its own firearm. Um, and the way that Hunter designed it to take an AR-15 style charging handle on the back of it was awesome. You know, very cool to have a Radiant charging handle on there that's ambidextrous. Um, it's got Picatinny rails on the front. It has a rock magazine that has a, a, a 17 round mag extension on it. So it's 40 rounds um, total uh, as a rock mag. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's awesome looking. It was it was the the highlight of the show. We, th- we knew it was going to be popular. We just didn't realize that it was going to be this popular. A beautiful part about this thing is what, what Cameron was saying. But one area I'll hone in on is the magazine. The magazine oftentimes is one of the longest things to develop, but we've already got the Rock 5.7 magazine, you know, with a four, the 40 round you know, extension on there. Um, that saves so much time. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. Getting the logistics down of, of, of anything. Like that's that's the biggest part, and with weapons design, I mean y'all y'all aren't the only ones I've heard say that. That's kind of that's the challenge behind every new weapons platform. So I'm told uh, by other weapons manufacturers out there that are like that, that have introduced new yep. new designs to the market, um, and and typically they want to just deal with legacy stuff because it's, it's easier. Um, plain and simple, but, but this is, I think that it really represents a new era in, in weapons manufacturing with the proliferation of 3d printers. You know, this is something that is, is just so incredible to watch the technology develop from really it's, it's very infantile origins just a few years ago to now we're building legit firearms. Yep. You know, and, and this is this is just really, really cool, man. 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and so we haven't decided exactly, you know, what path we're going to go down for the production line, right? Like they're, they're the way that three D printers are nowadays. Like you can absolutely make a production gun out of the three D printed material. Now, the 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 issue is is that you know I don't want to really want to say it's an issue. It's just we like to do like where you can do a mold that's consistent and it's injection molded, and you know you're going to get the same exact parts every single time, right? And so we, we haven't really decided we're still in its infancy, right? Like, you know, that was there as a true concept gun. So, you know, it's still probably 12, 14 months out before it even gets into, you know, not into production, but for retail sale, probably 14 months realistically, you know, hopefully this time next year, we're going to be talking about how it's going to be ready in two weeks, right? You know, or something along those lines, but you know, it's still ways out. We're still got a lot of testing to do, but again, if we go down that 3d printing route and we think that that's the right solution, that is a much faster to market idea than doing a brand new mold, a brand new, you know, injection molding process, which, you know, the, a lot of that tooling is 40 weeks, like 36 weeks just for the tooling. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect the first run, right? Like, you know, there's going to be tweaks that need to be made. So, you know, there's a lot to that, but by far, like what you're saying about the 3d printing side of things, like they're, you know, able to make prototypes and concept and, and, you know, proof of, you know, proof of life essentially you know right like hey here's our idea here it is okay yeah does it work yeah it works oh no we need to change this okay you're you're able to test out a lot of the theories early on on a 3d print to know if it's going to function right or do this right versus going right into paying all this money for an injection molding part yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's just so um it's so revolutionary you know and and Y'all are y'all are just taking the ball and running with it. Like yeah. that's what gets me so excited is is there's actual innovation. Yep. You know, we we've I feel like the firearms industry as a whole for a long period of time was kind of in stasis where there just really wasn't a lot of new things under the sun up until around 2004 or so. And even then there really wasn't too much new that was coming out. I mean, other than modifying existing designs, you know, the proliferation of, of uh, free float handguards on ARs, I think was like the big thing, which yeah. is now kind of the industry standard. I mean, just looking over here to my right at a, a PSA Sabre with a, uh, a, a PRI handguard on it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, dude, you know, it, it's, it's, but you're actually taking, taking it, and, and moving the ball forward. Like, okay, yeah. this is where we're going to progress to. This 100%. is where we're headed. And and that's just such a big thing, man. Yeah. We're not the beauty. Okay, Cameron. No, I was just going to say, you know, we didn't this year at SHOT Show just take a gun with a different handguard length and a different color and be like, oh, we innovated, right? Like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we showed off at SHOT Show this year is truly – you know, I don't know if, if innovation is the right word in some of the aspects on some of the guns, but it's more of like our whole business model is kind of innovative in itself, right? So it's not just necessarily when you say innovative, like the gun itself, it's the business model, like the mindset behind some of the yes. guns we showed off at SHOT Show is what's innovative about it. So, you know, and obviously we'll touch base more on those guns as the show goes on, but like just the way that we're trying to operate and do things as a company is what's innovative not necessarily maybe the gun itself per se, but sorry, go ahead, Josiah. No, I was going to say something else that's really cool, you know, as we brought these different concept guns to SHOT Show is, um, 
is the fact that we were able to do the poll. I don't know if you guys know about the poll, your viewers know about the poll that we did. But as you know, we brought the X, you know, 5.7 and all these other different firearms. And based off of what consumer demand is, it's like, all right, to so the top three were, I mean, obviously the X 5.7 was number one. I won't go into number two and number three. We'll cover that. But the beauty of it is, all right, here's what the consumer wants. All right, let's produce those ones that they want the most. So it's uh, bringing, listening to what the consumer wants versus what a couple engineers think would be cool. We know it's going to sell based off of consumer demand. And it, it's it, that's not my idea. It's not Cameron's idea. That was some people above us. And I think it was a great idea. Oh, I voted in that. Maybe moment. it was your idea, Cameron, from that look. <laughs> Cranky Smurf. Cranky Smurf right there. Oh, he's not a crank. No, it was it was a collaboration effort. Uh, honestly, it was. Uh, we we knew we were going to bring concept guns. We just didn't know how we were going to garner the feedback from it. And so, you know, after talking with the e-commerce team and you know the R and D team, it was like, hey, like maybe we do like a poll, right? Like let let's just vote on it. Like let's let them vote on it. And so, you know, we hosted it on our website, so people went to the website to vote, right? So. Um, but it was it was really cool. I mean, we all, we ended up almost having a hundred thousand unique users vote, which was awesome. You know, like you know, we would never have thought of that. Like I thought we were going to get like twenty thousand. We had ninety eight, like ninety seven thousand and change vote on the poll, and those are all unique emails, right? Like it's not like someone just botted it. No, you had to put your email in to vote. So. Those are all unique votes. A hundred thousand unique people voted, and you could vote up to three uh, up to three guns. Yeah. Oh, I know. I voted in it. Like I said, I I voted. I I got that sticker, boy. I, that, <laughs> I voted. Yeah, and, and kind of, um, you know, along those lines, one of the things that I was very excited about. And, uh, you know, anybody that listened to the episode that I did with Ryan Kleckner uh, last week. Uh, last last Wednesday, uh, we we were both very excited about the rebirth of the 700 platform. You know, th this is one of those things that um, you know he obviously uh, when he was a Ranger Bat ran an M24. We had some discussions about that off air. You know, I ran an M24 as well, and um, you know, growing up shooting. Remington 700s and, and, you know, that's kind of, um, we had a, a, a much longer conversation about, um, the, the origins of the 40 rings of steel and like the, the, the whole action and everything and, and how it, it came to be. And I think, um, that there were a lot of questions in the firearms industry among precision rifle enthusiasts who, you know, when, when Remington, um, when it's, different ways you know what was going to become of some of its more iconic designs the 700 the 870 uh being top among them and y'all have brought it back y'all brought it back and not only have you brought it back i think you know it, it's i haven't had hands on yet obviously i will but this has been said of other companies out there they're doing remington better than remington ever did I think that that's going to be said of Palmetto State Armory too, especially with the Saber line. Um, I'm I'm super excited about it. So if you can shed a little bit of light of uh, on the, the development process, like you know, kind of kind of y'all bringing this, yeah. reintroducing this weapon system, how it's gonna uh, 
what it's going to look like for the end consumer and really the different packages that are being offered. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to have basically the easiest way to explain it is, is we're going to have two paths, right? So we're going to have our PSA, which is more of like a budget friendly bolt action firearm, right? 700 platform style. Um, then we'll have our saber bolt gun, which is going to be more of your higher end 700 actions and, and, and all that good stuff. But the whole total mindset of this entire thing is to be a one-stop shop for the customer, right? So when I say that, we're going to take our same innovative business model we talked about a little bit ago and 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 the build-it-yourself model of PSA and put that onto the bolt gun market, right? So we're going to sell the barreled actions. We're going to sell just the actions, just the bolts, just the barrels, just the chassis, just the stocks, just the, you know, every part of that gun, you should be able to purchase from our website in the same section on our website. Right. And so what the goal is, is to be able to offer an, a, an affordable chassis. Like if somebody's like, Hey man, like this is only X, Y, Z in my budget. I can't afford to get this higher end bolt gun. Well, I can buy the PSA bolt gun action and barreled action. And I can buy a really nice chassis system that they designed on their website and put it together and have a really nice bolt action chassis for really good price, like probably under $1,800, right? Which is unheard of. And so, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to try to cater to both sides of that bolt gun market. And so the PSA version, you know, probably sub 500 bucks is really what we're trying to hit with that price point. Um, and it's going to be a broached action. So it's going to be broached. It's going to be, you know, machine. Or it's not going to be all this like wire cutting and fancy machining on it. It's just going to be broached just like a Magwell is on an AR-15, machined outside, ready to go. Now, on the Sabre one, that is going to be more of your premium higher end action. So it's going to be the 100% wire EDM'd on the internal. So that means your your racetrack, your your raceway, all in that inside of that, that carrier is going to be precision cut every single time down to the tenths of an inch every single time. And so that is going to be your premier, like very fancy, 100% accurate, like really good action. It's also going to have an integral 20 MOA camp pick rail built in on the Sabre action. So you don't need to have any extra scope, uh, the scope mounts or anything into it. It's already machined into it ready to go. So that was the mindset of that side of it. But again, on the other side, we'd like to have fun on the Sabre side. So we wanted to do a little crazy stuff on the Sabre bolt action. So, you know, we're going to do like a modernized scout rifle, right? So we'll have a 13.7 pin and weld on a chassis system that has a modular handguard. So you can take it off, put a different length on it. You can build it at home. We're working on like a night vision mount to put on the top of that. So that way it's bolt on on it. So you have a pick rail on the top. If you want to run a peck or something like that on there, you, you can absolutely do that. Um, but then we're also working on a foldable stock system for it. So you'll basically be able to have an adjustable aluminum stock to put on the back of it, or you can put a buffer tube on it and put an AR style stock with like an AR style grip on the, on the, on it as well. Um, and then we're also working with trigger tech on their adjustable triggers are going to come standard on the Sabre line. So you'll have a really nice trigger out of the box as well. Um, and then you also have on the Sabre on the PSA bolt gun, you're going to have just a fixed trigger tech trigger, which is a really good basic trigger for a bolt gun as well. Man. I'm, I'm in particular very excited about having a integrated 20 MOA rail built into the action. Yep. Because that's a common point of failure. In 100%. 100%. And yeah. I wanted, I, I wanted it on there because 
again, the whole point of the saber line is to have it ready out of the box, right? You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to buy a special mount. You just, if you have a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a MSR style mount or a pick, you know, something, most people have scope mounts at home. Like they don't need to buy another adapter to put on the gun or any of that stuff. It just goes right onto it. Right. Um, you know, that yeah. was the mindset behind it. Dude, but that is, it, and I think out of everything else, because everything else, like like all the semi-auto stuff, and you know, obviously the MP7, like all, all the all these projects get a lot of the wow factor attention. But the 700, you know, and and I don't know, maybe it's it's personal bias of mine, um, but that's I think that that that's that's innovating again. We keep saying innovating. That's innovating in the market in a way that I think really um, it's needed it. Yeah, no, well, it, I got an action it, right here. Let me go grab this action. Oh, oh outstanding. Speaking of innovating, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, we've, uh, I have this come up on social media on a regular basis. People think, you know, we're, we're actively hiring, you know, engineers. And we've got people are just like, oh, they're working on one project. Now we've got a, we've got a lot of engineers who are each working on these product uh, projects individually. And uh, so we're actively hiring engineers. Cameron can talk about that a little bit more. So that is the action for the Sabre bolt gun. So it has a 20 MOA cant. It's DLC coated. This is like gunmetal gray. So it's like a more of like a muted gray, but it's super slick. Um, you know, it's the, it's a hundred percent EDM machine down in there. So it's super accurate. It's going to be accurate, consistent every single time. Um, man, but yeah, so it's really, really cool. Yeah. I am. Um... But we're going to do – so we'll have like yeah. a 13.7. Wow. We'll have 13.7 pin and weld options. We'll have 14.5, um, 18-inch, 20-inch, 24-inch. We'll have all plethora of barrel, barrel assemblies. You know, I mean, people could really build this at home. Yeah. We're going to try and help get them set up to be able to do that. And some of the chassis systems we're working on, like, they're pretty fancy, but they're going to be affordable just like we do everything else. Like, we want the customer right. to be able to make this really sick gun at home and do it the way they want to do it without having to take a lot of all these, a lot of these steps involved. That is, that is awesome. And, and I think that that's going to be revolutionary for precision rifle market. Uh, yeah. Because that, that honestly, from people that I teach in class, um, typically, especially newer shooters, the distance is, is that first intimidation. But I would say before you ever step foot on the range, when people start looking at, at you know, precision rifle matches and F class and all that, it starts getting super expensive in a hurry. A hundred percent. Oh no, you're exactly you know? right. And, 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 you know, and we want to cater to those guys too, but we also want to cater to the guys that are like what you're saying that are like, super like, man, this is just too much. No, like let's have some fun with it, man. Like, you know, like yeah. let's do a modernized scout rifle, right? Like, Hey man, like <laughs> if you're not going to, yeah. like, if you're not really worried about like trying to shoot a thousand, you know, a gnat at a thousand yards or whatever, right? Like, Hey, like let's do this modernized scout rifle that like, you know, it's a nice deer rifle. It could be a fun shooter out there with a suppressor on it. Like, I mean, you can really have some fun with it. And I'm, I'm working with dead air right now. They're working on a, um, a flash hider for me, I guess. I don't even know. It would be more like a compensator, but it's, it's, it's the same profile as the barrel. So it looks like it's a seamless profile going into the barrel, but it's suppressor capable. So that way, like it would just be like on the gun. Like you wouldn't, it wouldn't stand out to you. It looks like it's meant to be there. I think that's big for uh flash hider and muzzle brake, not friendly States. Um, 
that's that's going to be big because bolt guns. I mean, bolt guns are huge in places like New York, uh, New Jersey. You know, and and you've you've got a lot of shooting enthusiasts up there. You got a lot of a lot of guys up there that that are training and they've got those weapons, obviously because of the legal constraints yep. around them. And that's kind of another way to just kind of circle around the laws. Like, you know, yep. hey, you guys want to, you know, you're, you're, and I train so many people from, from the Northeast. Like, I, I get so many guys coming down here to North Carolina. Um, when I'm out West, I get a lot of people from California too that, that are just in these oppressive, you know, regimes that are, that are running things. Yep. Um, Midwest, I get a lot of guys from Illinois, you know, that, yep. that they'll come down to Missouri and, and they're training, you know, and, and I feel for them. And I think that y'all are really providing them with, with solid options to say, you know, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to stand up to this. We're, you know, we're, we're, it, yeah, we're, we're, it, we're trying awesome. to, we're trying to encompass everyone with what we're trying to do. I mean, like when we say we're, we're really trying to spread freedom, we take that shit seriously. I mean, that's like, you know, like at our core. And so I think how we do that is, is okay. Well, bolt guns are kind of like a 50 state legal firearm. So let's, let's have fun with it. Let's do it the PSA way. Let's, let's make it where they can do it whatever way they want. They want to build it like this. Go ahead. If you want to buy it complete, go ahead. But like, you can still have fun with it and make a really badass firearm in the configuration you want in any state. I love that, man. I love that. And the ammo too. That yeah. I'll be like, let's let's not overlook the fact that AAC is up and running, and um, you know I know that when this is a personal anecdote, when AAC, you know y'all y'all took the ball with that and 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 ran, you know, and and last year you were saying last year's podcast, you said hey you know ammo production that's going to be a, a big thing for us going into 2023. You know, and lo and behold, you delivered. I think that your load of 77 grain open tip match, the one that you load with Sierra is good. Yep. All right. That's that that's a good round. You know, obviously I'm I'm never gonna bad talk Sierra, but the round that y'all are putting out your own in-house yep. 77 grain open yep. tip match yep. is killer. Yeah, and at the price point you're putting it out. Holy crap, man. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. So what's on tap for ammo this year? So, you know, Josiah, I'll let you touch base on some of the other stuff, but I just wanted to touch base on the 762 by 39 So um, we wanted to try and get it out at the end of last year. It just didn't happen. Um, you know, we're, they're, they're currently making the ammo. We're testing it. We're trying to dial in all the machines, so we're close. Um, I'm hoping for like the next 30 days mindset, but I don't really know right now, hundred um, percent. But that seven, six, two by 39 is hopefully within the next 30 days. But you know, Josiah, if you want to touch base on all. The yeah. Other we're really going to focus on seven, six, two by 39 to start out. And uh, people have asked about this part, but it is going to be boxer primed. But uh, so focus on that seven, six, two by 39 and then uh, move to five, four, five and then 54 R. And then once they're in full swing, then we're going to go to 6.5 Grendel in brass case, which people are really getting excited about as well. Um, and uh, and as far as AAC in general, people don't realize, and uh, Matt, you're more than welcome sometime. You don't have North Carolina drive down here. I'll, I'll give you a tour of the ammo plant. We're actually manufacturing our own primers. We're manufacturing our own components. You got these giant lead. Uh, they, they look like gold bars, but they're giant 
pieces of lead that we melt down. We have copper coils, you know, the giant copper coils that were actually forming around the lead. I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful process. We have the, the brass cups being drawn down and I can show it to you. You can show it to your viewers, but we're actually manufacturing all the components, including the primers. It, it, it's a beautiful thing to see actually come to fruition. And, uh, um, but anytime you want to come down and you can show your viewers a video of it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to watch. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to get down there. I've been saying that for a couple of years now, though. It's, I know. It's like the training <laughs> schedule has been insane, but this year, this year I'm going to have a couple little gaps. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely all it takes is one day, just one day and we can show you. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pop in. I'm going to see this because I think primer manufacturing like that just in and of itself is huge mm -hmm. because there was a, you know, for all of us hand loaders out there, there was a period of time where primers were, were the kink in, in the supply line for everything for manufacturing of ammo for, you know, like me, I was looking for small rifle primers and large rifle primers could find either one of them for a while. And it was just like, I mean, the, the, um, you know, going into the, the 2016 election was, was one of the ones where it was just this massive shortage for everybody going into 2020 election. It was this massive shortage COVID. It was this massive shortage. And it was all because, you know, the, the primer manufacturing was basically bottlenecked down into, to this, this tiny little supply line. And because y'all have opened that up, you know, you, you crossed that hurdle and you're kicking out primers, you're kicking out ammo. It, 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 and the craziest thing, like, like the AAC ammo, again, you know, in my ARs, uh, for, for any serious marksmanship work, I'm shooting 77 grain open tip match. And what y'all are producing in house, that projectile that you're producing in house is, I mean, it's incredible for the cost, man. Like the, the, the cost per round. Is it's just a no brainer, and and so um, I think that leads into my next question about cost. Is is that there's there's kind of a lot of fear in the firearms industry right now on the ammunition manufacturing side of price increases, and you know I've had some people you know over on the forum and and kind of converse you know conversations we've had internally uh, that people are really afraid of, of price gouging kind of a situation that we got into in 2008 where, uh, you know, ammo prices just went through the roof for a while and stayed that way and then kind of came back down. Um, you know, if, if you can comment on, are those fears necessarily unfounded based on, you know, availability it, right now, kind of the rumor is availability of, of uh, different ammunition components, um, where, where do you see any of that? I mean, this is an election year, so you're going to see a natural, uh, you know, as far as supply and demand, you're going to see a flux, but I don't see anything crazy happening. You've also, besides, uh, uh, supply and demand, you know, your materials, you know, naturally, you know, you're dealing with copper, um, aluminum, different, different, I'm sorry, copper, uh, brass, different uh, metals and so yes yeah, so there's inflation things go up a little bit but i don't foresee anything super crazy i could be wrong though um, i'm not you know highly involved on the uh, uh aac side I, I i know some about it but i think that the coolest part though is uh once once we get through this uh, you know election year 
and uh, were able to offer our projectiles, our uh, primers on the retail side and be able to supply, um, you know, the reloaders. That's going to be really cool. In my opinion, I'm looking forward to doing that as well, being an extra source because there's not many primer plants out there. Um, I mean, it's, but count them on one hand. And so it was really cool for us to be able to actually get all the permitting, get it set up for that. So I'm really excited about offering components to reloaders. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the thing on the primer situation was, and I know you touched base with it a little bit ago is, is that, you know, all these main primer facilities are also making the primers for the government stuff. And so when push comes to shove, it's going to that. And it's just the same kind of mindset we have as a company where it's like, okay, well, what do we do to control our own destiny? Well, okay, well, we're going to make our own primers, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's like, hey, you know, then we control our own flow. We don't have to sit there and, you know, get, you know, you know, stricted out of, of the supply chain, right? Like we yep. own it. Um, you know, it's very similar to what we did during COVID, right? Like we were making nonstop AR stuff on the machines, aluminum coming out and it's raw. Well, now you got to get it coated. Well, if the coders, the anodizers are four weeks behind, six weeks behind on getting stuff anodized, well, it doesn't matter how many raw parts you make. If you can't get them black, then it don't matter. And so that's when we took the money and invested in and made our own anodizing line in-house. So that way we can kind of control our own destiny. It's the same mindset on the primer side. It's like, you know, hey, we can make as much ammo as we want, but if you don't got the primer to put in that, in that projectile, you know, or in that case, like you're done, right? Mm -hmm. So here we are, we're making our own primer. So that way we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's man. I think that that, that right there, that statement is going to alleviate so many fears that a lot of people have out there about ammunition shortage. And I'm not saying by the way, you know, don't go out and buy more ammo. I'm not saying that at all. Like for anybody that's here, like you definitely have much ammo you sitting on right now. You ain't got enough. You need to get some more. Next. Um, Next. You know, cause, cause you need, you, you need to have a, a, I mean, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here, Yeah. but people really need to budget a certain amount of ammo to training every month, ideally every week, but it definitely needs to be every month. Um, that's, that's just what it needs to be. And, and I don't think, uh, enough people look at it that way, but that, that's kind of my philosophy on it is, is you got to keep them skills sharp, you know, along with your weapons. But th that that is um, that alleviates so many people's fear out yeah. there, I think, of, of like, oh, there's going to be doom and gloom and shortages of everything. And, you know, we're going to have to run out and hoard all the ammo and put it right beside our toilet paper. And yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, it's yeah. like, all right, come on, step up, step back off the ledge here. Like you real world. Know, you truly don't know what the future holds. Right. Exactly. Like, so, you know, who knows what's going to look like three months from now. Right. But, you know, again, like right now we're cranking ammo. That's all that we can do, right? Like, I mean, we're making as much ammo as we can, like, you know, just trying to keep spreading that freedom out as fast as we can. But at the same time, you know, we also didn't expect the whole world to go nuts when COVID happened, right? And then, you know, there we are in the shop working 12-hour shifts, three shifts a day, trying to keep up with the demand of the firearms, and it just wasn't enough. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we can say what we think, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, it's – things will – change real quick they can but uh it's it's good to know though like hearing hearing some grounded voices that that are serious players in the industry you know making their own primers 
controlling you know every aspect of, of the means of production that's that's critically important yep. um, and I, I think that's that's what a lot of people need to hear something else that a lot of people need to hear and something that that I think above all else everything that we've talked about um, talking about spreading freedom out there is your commitment to the legal fight. Yep. You know, um, Cameron, you, you released some, some short, very short videos. I think that were, man, it, it was, it was beautiful. It was straight to the point. Yep. Deadly serious. Hey, this is where we are. This is what we're doing. Yeah. We are committed to the, to fight for freedom. We're going to stand behind you. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, we, we have such incredible organizations, that are on the, the bleeding edge of the legal fight out there that are really taking the fight. You got GOA, you got FPC out there that, that are doing incredible things. And the fact that, that, you know, y'all are right there, like you're, yeah. you're right on it. You know, I think that for a long period of time, and I'm not calling out any, any company in particular here yeah. or any other organization out there. I want to be very clear on that. Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm a friend to everybody and, you know, I, I have absolutely no animus towards any organization out there either. Uh, so I just wanted to clear that up before I know somebody listening to it is going to be like, Oh, you know, but he won't say, but no, nah, it, it's, but here's the deal. Other firearms companies in the past were kind of scared to step over that line, or maybe I don't know if scared is necessarily the right word, um, but they they left that up to traditionally the NRA yeah. to fight that fight. And, you know, they kind of just stepped back and like, you know, we're only arms manufacturers. You know, you had Ruger back in the day. Bill Ruger got himself into a lot of hot water with the, the shooting community. Yeah. Uh, Ruger since. You know, that that's a lot of people, especially the millennial generation and forward, don't even know what I'm talking about there. Yeah. So, like, all right, whatever. Smith and Wesson, you know, that was another one. They got themselves into a little bit of trouble, yeah. right, or quite a bit of trouble, actually, uh, back, back in the 90s. So they, I think that a lot of firearms companies, especially in this, this golden era of, of the firearms industry that we're living in now, really – um, a lot of them were kind of kind of intimidated to, to step outside of their little box. And you know, we only manufacture firearms and we don't really have a public opinion on anything. And we're going to kind of just keep our mouth shut and, and, you know, we'll sell you whatever. And these organizations out there take up the legal fight. Y'all sidestepped all of that. You know, you 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 kicked that sleeping dog and said, you know, hey, we, we're taking a fight. Like we're out there. We're you know, we're we're, we're going to grab the bull by the horns and, and we're going to run with it. And you don't mince any words on where you stand. I think that that right there is worthy of more respect than any uh, innovation that, that you've brought to the firearms industry, which has been monumental in and of itself. The ammunition industry has been monumental. Right. You know, making primers outside of the, the usual supply chain that the, all of these things are monumental. But the legal fight, that's the one, you know, where, where you know, the liberals are going to come after you. You know, the left is going to come after you. You know that these idiot, you know, uh, uh, harebrained politicians are going to come after you. And they got an army of lawyers behind them. Right. And, and you just you're like, nah, we're, we're we know what we're about. 
we're out there. We're on the forefront of this. We're going to fight it. And I mean, it's just incredible. So talk me through and talk us through, um, what's going on with that. You've got a, uh, it's one very notable legal case that is coming up. Um, and, and, you know, basically I think it, it, how it culminates, how can we help? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Josiah, I don't, you want to step in and talk about the frack stuff? I mean, I can jump in or whatever you, what did, um, I, I think the, the biggest thing that's going on right now is, uh, with frack we're, uh, we are, we filed an amicus brief in support of the, uh, um, the case, I believe it's, is it Cargill that's going before a Supreme it's Court Car- right now? Car- it's Cargill versus Garland. It's the bump stock yep. case. Yeah. And we, we so we it. filed an amicus brief in support of Cargill. And uh, it it was, we're not asking consumers for money, um, but just know that we're putting our money where our mouth is. It wasn't cheap to do that amicus brief, but we are in the backgrounds. We've always done this in the background, but um, people are finding out about it more and more. Um and uh, we're putting our money where our mouth is. And, uh, um, and uh, yeah, the left doesn't like it. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, just to kind of piggyback on Josiah here, I mean, the thing is for us is, is you know, the, the message that I wanted to get across in that video, right? It was short, it was sweet, but it was to the point. And the, I said some things on purpose, okay? And so I, I think that one of the things that the main point we wanted to get across is, is that like, hey, Every dollar you spend with us, we take some of that and we put it into these fights, right? Because not only are we talking about spreading freedom, we actually mean it here. And so, you know, and that means every front. And, you know, when I said in there that we truly feel like all infringements are are an issue, like we believe that at our core, that's who we are as a company, right? And so, you know, we're going to be doing a lot more of this stuff, but we wanted it to be known that like, hey, we're going to stick up for you guys. We're here with you. We feel you and we hear you. And we're, we're going, we're, we're going to be leading. We're going to try and lead the pack here and try and help out and do whatever we can on, on any infringements on our constitutional rights, whether it's the first amendment, the second amendment, you know, whatever amendment you want to talk about, like we're here to fight for the American people and, and for the everyday American citizen. And we're going to do whatever it takes to help support them and make sure that they know that their voice is heard, no matter where they come from, what walk of life they come from, we're here to support them. And we're one of them and we're going to hear the fight with them going forward. Absolutely. And even on the, uh, we're helping a lot of, uh, more state level, like we did with Virginia Citizens Defense League is the biggest example of that. We'll take a lower, um, and even GOA, we've got their sheepdog lower. Um, and we're lowering the, our cut of what we would make on the lower, putting their logo on there, and $10 from sale of each lower goes directly to GOA or at the time to VCDL for Vi- Virginia Citizens Defense League. And even helping out on areas like that, we won't help out the small local guys. And we were able to, it wasn't just us, there's obviously other organizations involved, but uh, we were able to defeat 90-some percent of what uh, um, the liberals in Virginia were trying to do with that assault weapons ban. So we're trying to do it on a local level as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's where the real victories are happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the awakening, the, there's, there's a political awakening that, that's occurring. Um, across the board, but there's there's definitely one. It, it's tied at the hip to Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, you know, it, because we we saw collectively, um, America saw the the gross infringements on First Amendment rights. 
that was tied to the Second Amendment rights. And, and for a lot of uh, quote unquote normies out there, they could say, eh, you know, like I don't really care about you know AR-15 or whatever. Like I, 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 that's that doesn't really appeal to me. But here in recent years, if you even dared to question anything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anything, like you, you take take your pick, whatever it is, you dare to question it. Oh, we're gonna cancel you. Yep. Well, we'll shut you down. You know, if, if you don't toe the line on whatever issue X is right, we're, we're going to come cancel you and we're going to censor you. And so people really started looking at that like, wait a minute, man, maybe maybe they have a point. And, and then they started to look at at all these other issues that are out there, you know. And, and so wait a minute where there's smoke, there's fire. And, and people are really starting to question a lot of stuff. You throw your second amendment rights into there, yeah. right? Where people are saying, wait a minute, these are the same, the same people who tried to shut me down. Even for, you know, I, I've had plenty of liberals that I've had in class that former liberals who, who, you know, and, and they all love to tell me their story too, of, of like, Hey, you know, I, I mean, it's almost like, like first time somebody goes to church and they're like, you know, you have that awakening. You're like, oh man, you know, and, and it's like that. They, they they say, you know, like you start to realize that 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 everything was. You, you question everything that you were told yeah. at no. one point, and and so that leads them down this rabbit hole. I had a um, uh, a few years ago, I had a lady come to class. Uh, she's a lawyer, and she came up, you know, very very liberal at one point in her life. Right. She's, she's telling a, a big group of us. Eventually. She's telling us the whole thing and like, you know, why she became a lawyer, you know, all the, the typical liberal stuff, you know, but but not in a bad way. She just wants to, to, to be a positive influence on the world. Well, you know, the thing about that is, is, is that when all the covid stuff started. And then all the other political ramifications started happening. If you even dared ask a question outside of the, you know, the, the acceptable parameters of whatever the conversation is, well, all of a sudden you get shut down. Well, that led her down the path of, hey, maybe we ought to be armed. Yeah. You know, and the next thing you know, like she's coming to a class and, you know, she's putting rounds on steel at 400 meters with a PSA rifle, by the way, um, that, I, that I put in her hands. So it, it, it was, it's just that's that's where we are. And, and for the people who don't think that what you're doing at the local most level is is where it's most effective. I mean, I got to correct folks when I hear that, like no, that's, that's where it is. Mm -hmm. uh, schooling, politics, every every part of it is at the local level. Every yep. part of it. I mean, my, my biggest thing here, and I don't want to go off on like too much of a tangent on this, you know what I mean? But like, but I think that the biggest, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's the right message or the right way to say this is, but like the biggest thing is, is that you, you, you can't give them an inch. You give them an inch, they're going to go after more. You, you, yep. you got to hold your ground. And the, the thing is, is there's a lot of money involved. And so it takes money to fight back. And so there's there's not like, you know, it's not cheap, like what Josiah said, to file this amicus brief. It's not cheap, right? But at the end of the day, we very, we feel very passionate about defending your rights, you know, whether it's the first, second, third, fourth, you know, we, we want to defend your rights. And, you know, we feel like that ties into the bigger picture of what America means to be an American. And so we just want to make sure on our end that we're fighting for what's right and 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 your freedoms on, on a daily basis. Amen, man. Like that's, 
that that's just something that like it's it's so good for me to hear that to hear you know biggest firearms manufacturer in the united states saying this is what we're doing this is where we stand and and we're not gonna back down um not don't even give them an inch and and yep. that's you know, i think that's so important for yeah. for everybody to hear that the boy, you know, the boys in the shop always say 10 toes down we're 10 toes down we're ready <laughs> that's right should we dig it in? Should we dig it in? So it, it's oh man, like they, they, there's there's so much to be excited about. Um, I'm trying to even think like how you even follow that up. See, I messed up. I was gonna I, I, that that was yeah. Anyway, I'll give you a follow up. Yeah. So I want to talk to you guys and you about the Aberdeen project that we started. So I don't know if yes. you saw any of the videos that we've done, right? So, so what we're doing on the Aberdeen project is, is it's essentially, you know, I mean, long story short, it's like a recruiting tool, I guess, is the way you want to look at it. But, you know, we got so many guns and so much stuff that we're trying to do, you know, between the, the political side, the firearm side, the ammunition side, right? We need more help. Right. We want to keep spreading freedom and providing a quality product to everyday Americans. Right. Like that's our goal. But we can't do it if we don't have the, the, the help here to bring it to the market. Right. And so what we're trying to do on the Aberdeen project is, is you know, hey, if you want to be a part of what we're preaching, you want to be a part of the cool stuff and be a part of what we're trying to do here. Then come on, you know, email us at, you know, at the Aberdeen.project at palmettostatearmory.com and send us your resume, man. We're, we're not just looking for design engineers. We're looking for quality people. We're looking for manufacturing people. We're looking for assembly people. We're looking for everybody, right? Like, if, hey, if you're the best, you know, person to, to mop to clean the floors, like, come on, apply. Let's go. Like, we're just trying to get more, more people that have the same likeness, you know, the same, you know, what we're trying to do here, trying to spread that freedom. We want you on board with us. We want to take this to the moon, but we need the help of everyone to get on board with us to get it to the moon. Man, I love that because it, it's it, it it's it's creating a community. Yep. You know, and and that is that's so big. Uh, yep. That that's something that that I think people really need to because th there's there's another disconnect there that, that I you know I get to experience that um, with with students a lot. They'll you know they share their stories and how they they ended up you know, get coming to come into the world of freedom, you know, where, where we are and, and, um, you know, becoming a freedom fighter and, and a lot of it and a lot of staving off, I think the black pill effect is community mm -hmm. and having that around, you know, and Hey man, like you're not alone, yeah. you, you know? And, and well, I, 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 I mean, no, it, it's exciting, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right though. And that's kind of like who we are at our core, right? Like we, we are, I feel like we have a unique uh, business model. And that's what I was kind of saying in the beginning about the innovation of like how we operate, right? Like you can come to our website and buy a PSA product, or you can come to our website and buy a Ruger product or a Smith and Wesson product, right? Like we're, we're not only a manufacturer, right? We also are in the e-commerce side. And so that makes us unique. And a lot of the stuff that I tried to do on the Sabre line of things was, you know, bring more brands together, bring more people. Come on, man. Let's, let's do stuff together. Let's work together. Let's partner. Let's do things together. Right. Cause at the end, high tides raise all ships and we got to stick together because going back to the politics side, if we ain't together, then we, we're not going to be able to win this shit. 
So, you know, the, again, it's, you know, high tides raise all ships. You know, we have this unique mindset where we have really good relationships with all these other companies that are in our industry. You know, they might you know, on paper be a competitor or, you know, whatever, make the same kind of gun. But we also appreciate them. We also want more of them. Like we also want to try and bring more people together. Yeah, 100 percent. And that's really important. I think uh, uh, a lot of people that are early on in business don't necessarily realize that uh, they think, you know, everybody in the world is your competition and you get it. It's not it. There, there is certainly a right way and a wrong way to approach that. But the right way, and this is something my dad always, always kind of instilled in me, is is that you're part of a larger community in the industry, you know, whatever that industry is that you're in, and you you have to look at at everybody else in that as as your colleagues, you know, more than your competition, and you definitely want to pay attention to what they're doing, but at the same time, you know, it, it's you. There's a fairness across the board, and and you know if if one guy goes under, that actually hurts the industry, and and I think that 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 advice that he gave me a long long time ago was especially it rings true in the firearms world. If one company goes under for for whatever reason, that's actually a problem for the entire industry. Um, that 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 that's kind of the wrong way to look at things. Luigi, you there? Sorry, like froze. Yeah, froze. Yeah, froze. Yeah, okay. sorry, like froze out on a second. <laughs> I was like, no, it's on? it's all good. It, it, but uh, no, just saying, like it, it's um the community and, and kind of yeah. the ecology of the, of the community, yeah, no, and, and that's exactly especially right. true in the firearms industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because we're in it for the Second Amendment. You've got other company. I mean, whether I mean, yeah, if you're working for a company that makes brake pads, you know, we've, you've got you know bunch of competitors and stuff but there's a uniqueness uh in in it and that's why my brother bought dpms out of the whole remington bankruptcy because he didn't want gun shops to think we were trying to screw them over by going direct to consumer camera oh dpms there yeah so we we we, we uh we resurrected dpms uh so that we could provide you know map msrp protected product that only dealers can carry and you'll never see on our website um, so I know the small local gun shops hate us because we do read we, when we retail stuff, you know, like whether it be SIG, Smith and Wesson, Ruger, Springfield, whoever we do, uh, you know, we're able to buy in quantity. So we do get a little bit cheaper. But as far as um, ARs, that's why you bought DPMS was to supply small local gun shops with guns that are map protected. And so he's actually looking, trying to keep them in business, uh, contrary to, you know, to popular opinion. That's interesting. I, I did not know that. Um, I knew I knew about DPMS, but I did not know why. That, that's man, that's huge. Yep. You'll uh, never right. see it on our website. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's distribution dealer only. Yep. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's never going to be a daily deal blowout or whatever on our website. It's protected by the map pricing for the dealers and it's meant for the dealers trying to feed that that community as well and give them a, a good product to have on their shelf as well. Man, that is that that's actually really cool of y'all. Like from a business perspective, that's that's actually really huge. Um, 
you know, it, and, and again, I mean, it's just one more example, one more piece of the whole, you know, of, of this is what y'all are doing. This is your approach. This is your business philosophy. And it's one that, that um, I think is so damn important in this day and age. So damn important. Um, with just a few more minutes left on the clock, man, and, and this has just been such an incredible interview. Um, any other products going into 2024 that you want to talk about, that you want to break down? What are you personally excited for? I got a lot, but Josiah, I don't know if you want to. Well, I'm just going to do a quick little plug for uh, two, uh, specifically one product that it's a sister company of ours, uh, Right to Bear. It's a protectwithbear.com. It's a, a fire, you know, if you're, it, everybody's familiar with, you know, quote unquote insurance companies, you know, if you use your gun in self-defense, whether it be in your home or, you know, concealed carrying, but they are a sister company of PSA that offers a product to help you uh, in case you do have to use it in self-defense. So um, that is a, uh, it, it's, I'm not saying it because it's a sister company PSA, but the price and the coverage that you get is absolutely amazing. Um, if you get a chance, visit their website. Uh, they got a really cool product. Go ahead, Cameron. So do I have the floor now? You do. I have the floor. <laughs> the so, floor yields to Cameron. All right. <laughs> so, um, no, so yeah, we got a lot of new exciting stuff we showed off at SHOT Show, right? And a lot of those were concept guns. So those are guns that we voted on that we're going to work to get trying to get into production this year. Now, some of those guns, like we talked about in X5-7, that's like a 12, 14-month gun project, right? But what we do have is, is we have our Sabre line of pistols that should be dropping next month in March. Um, so it's based off of our dagger style frames. Um, yeah. but, what we, but what we did was, is we had the same mindset that we had on the Sabre rifles where we wanted to try and give the best value to the customer out of the box. No questions asked. So, um, what we're doing is, is it's going to launch with the Sabre, uh, it's going to be the full size frame. So, uh, it's a full size frame and it's going to have custom stippling on every single frame. So we got custom stippling on every frame, and then we're going to have three colors. We're going to have an M81 Woodlands, we're going to have an M81 Desert, and then we're going to have black. Um, and so they'll have threaded barrels, non-threaded barrels. Uh, they'll have magwell funnels installed as an option from the shop. So you'll have it ready to go. Uh, they're going to come with three mags, uh, three uh, PMAG 17s. Two of those PMAGs will come with a five-round mag extension on it. So you go from 17 rounds to 22 rounds. Um, and then you will then also have one that's just a flush fit. It's going to come upgraded with an aluminum flat face trigger. So it's going to come with a ready a trigger right out of the box, ready to go. Um, and then we partnered with Zafiri Precision to work on a slide and a barrel for us that is to our spec and to our to the, to our style and aesthetically. Um, so it's got really nice knurling and they're all going to come standard with an RMR cut footprint. Um, but yeah, it's going to be like fully tricked out. And we're going to try to hit, I mean, I don't know a hard price yet. But I would say maximum probably be like six forty nine ninety nine dollars um, out of the box. Um, and it's going to come with a really nice bag. We partnered with Savior to come with a really nice bag. It's not just a bag of gunships in. It's a range bag. It's got extra mag capacity. Nice. It can fit everything you need in it. So it's ready to go out of the box is the, is the goal. Dude, so, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, and I mean, I need, I need another... I need another handgun like I need to hold my head. Yeah, man. Like, touche, touche. <laughs> but, so, so, yeah. but I'm gonna, I'm always gonna get another one though. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, so we got it's that. Happening. 
yeah, we got that coming next month. Um, and then um, we have our Sabre Micro uh, pistol is going to be coming as well later this summer once the micro sales kind of slow down a little bit and we can keep up with the demand of the regular production. Um, so that's going to be coming as well. It's going to come with the same pattern, same custom stippling and all that good stuff, same upgraded trigger. Um, so we have that coming as well. And then also probably in March, I'm thinking that we will have our Sabre um, Super SAS which is our 308 next 308 gun that we're coming out with on the Sabre line. Um, so it's going to have um, a match grade barrel. We partnered with Faxon. They make a really, really good match grade barrel. Um, we were able to shoot 0 0.6, 0 0.7, 0 0.5 MOA groups with multiple different types of ammo out of this gun. Um, so it's called, it's called our Super SAS. Um, it's going to come standard with like a law tactical side folder, B5 precision stock hell of really nice two-stage trigger i mean it's it's going to come tricked out right out of the box ready to go so that's going to be coming also in march um and then obviously the saber bolt gun hopefully sometime this summer we'll have that ready as well so those are kind of like you know my babies so you know i wanted to at least plug them a little bit um and so i just wanted to make sure we touch base on that but yeah i mean it's some really we got a lot of really cool unique stuff coming over the next few months and then just on the psa side the jackal 308 i mean that yeah that's yeah serious, you know it's gonna be 13 7 pin and weld you know and you know we want you to suppress our monolithic 308 okay yes we, we, yes. we want you to suppress it we're not going to tell you not to suppress it we want <laughs> you to suppress our gun that is the goal oh yes you love to see it man you love to see it oh man gentlemen there's so much to be excited for. It's an honor beyond words anytime I get to break bread with y'all, um, having you in here. And I will make my way down there. I'm going to take you up on that invitation. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it, buddy. <laughs> well, well, hold on. I'm coming to South Carolina in March. So okay. I'm, I'm going to drop by. All right. Okay. Are you going to come to the gathering? What's the date on that? The 22nd and 23rd of March. That's another plug we forgot to mention. The gathering. Yeah, there you go. The gathering. Everyone, come to the gathering. We live fire, live fire event. We got yeah. what 13 bays that people shoot. Pistol, rifle. There's full auto. You name it. It's gonna be there. Yeah. Night shoots, mile long shoots. I mean, it's fun, man. It's really mm -hmm. cool. There's a vendor village there. I mean, everybody come. It's in Clinton, South Carolina. It's it's really fun. I mean, it's a good time. If you want to have the not shot show experience, but like if you want to go and see guns and actually shoot them and see what they feel like versus just look at them, come to the gathering. And if you want to sign up for it, find out more about it, just go to our website, go to very bottom. There's a little button that says the gathering. It'll show you, tell you everything you need to know. I'll be there. I just checked the schedule. I'll be there. Cool. Okay. I will. Don't make me. Tag I, you. I knew I left that weekend don't make, open. For don't make something. me tag you on Twitter. I'll try. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time out of your, your incredibly busy schedules to sit down with us. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you for all you do for this community. Like, like I mean that from, from the absolute bottom of my heart, man. It, it's, it, it's, it's incredible to see um, what y'all continue to do and, and how high you're setting the bar. Yeah, well, we take this shit seriously, and I hope it portrays that. God bless y'all. And folks, Palmetto State Armory, get out there, support them, get up on the site. You know where it is. Don't act like you don't. 
Don't act like you, you shouldn't have at least five, six, seven, ten of their weapons in your gun safe. You know you need to. Anyway, with all of that said, folks, stay safe, keep training hard, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Sensi Scout, out.